0: I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. You're listening to The Wannabe Minimalist Show with Deanna Yates, episode number 46. Today we are looking at decluttering versus organizing. How are they the same? How are they different? And what you really need to know. Hey there, wannabe minimalist friends. Welcome back to the show. As always, I'm your host, Deanna Yates, creator of LittleGreenBow.com and this podcast, The Wannabe Minimalist Show. Today's episode is inspired by the popular show, Get Organized with the Home Edit on Netflix. I finished it about a week ago and it got me thinking about the huge differences between organizing and decluttering and how minimalism fits in with all of it. Most of us have used those words interchangeably, at least decluttering and organizing. You know, we think we're decluttering when we're organizing and vice versa. But as I've continued to dive into, toss, sort, organize, donate, purge my stuff, I've noticed there's some stark differences between decluttering what you own and organizing the things that live with you. I've created a free download for you that's all about the quick way to declutter and organize your home, and you can find it along with the show notes for today's episode at littlegreenbow.com forward slash 46. Again, that's littlegreenbow.com forward slash the number 46. And if you want more help with organizing or decluttering, or just want to join in on a conversation with like-minded people come on over to our closed Wannabe Minimalist Facebook community. I'll have a link to our group in the show notes, but you can just search for Wannabe Minimalist on Facebook and you'll find us that way too. Okay, so let's get into it and look at how decluttering and organizing are different and how minimalism fits in. I want to start with home organization. The definition, how it started, and what it means for us today. So what is organizing? The definition of organizing, at least as we're going to talk about it today, is to arrange things into a structured whole or a specific order. Now, basically, it's taking everything that we own, the items we own, categorizing them, and displaying them in a way that is appealing both to our eyes and to our minds. So organizing is not a bad thing. In fact, after watching Get Organized with the Home Edit, I was inspired to make my home and spaces look better. And hopefully I'll be able to update you all on that in a not-too-distant future. For most of us, when our homes look nice, we feel better. I'm in the middle of reading Outer Order, Inner Calm by Gretchen Rubin, and this is the whole premise of the book. This idea that neat and tidy spaces make us feel calmer and more centered in general. It doesn't matter if you're a minimalist or a maximalist. Having things in order or organized is really preferred by everybody. Now, how about home organization in general though? What is up with our obsession with it? I mean, getting organized with The Home Edit is one of Netflix's most popular shows right now. The home organization profession wasn't even a thing until 1984 when it emerged as an industry in Los Angeles. And when you think about it, this makes sense. Do you remember back on episode 43 when I spoke with Erin Flynn from Cladwell about how our closets have expanded since the 1980s? If you don't, I'll leave a link to it in the show notes so you can go back and listen to the conversation. It was fascinating about building a capsule wardrobe and how many clothes we have now and all about like marketing in the fashion industry. But, you know, when I was having that conversation with her, we didn't get into all the reasons why. But I did some research after our conversation because it really got me interested in it. And I think that we can thank fast fashion, globalization, two-income families, increase in home size, the decreasing cost and quality of goods, marketing tactics, and the need by big corporations for stock prices to continue to grow. All of that is playing into all of the stuff we are accumulating. We have so much more stuff now than we did 40 plus years ago. To put it simply, we are able to buy more things for less money and we found ourselves doing that at an alarming rate because we felt the need to fill up these bigger homes that we were purchasing. It's not because we needed to, it's because we wanted to. And with all of this new stuff came a new profession of helping us manage and organize it all. Now, so organization is taking the stuff that you have and putting it away neatly. That's the simplest definition of it. Decluttering is different than organizing because it deals with the stuff problem first. So instead of just putting a pretty face on it, you have to decide if you even want to keep the stuff in the first place. Decluttering and organizing work hand in hand, but they are totally different steps. With decluttering, you look at what you own and choose if you want to keep it, toss it, donate it, sell it, or upcycle it. It's the first step in the process, and it should never be skipped. Decluttering is the step that gives you room to breathe. It's the step that determines if you love something, if it makes you happy, or if it brings up feelings of guilt or any other negative emotion. And by the way, if that is the case and something makes you feel bad, get rid of it. You have my permission if you needed someone to tell you that it was okay to get rid of it, that's me. I'm, I'm telling you now, it is okay. Not that you need my permission to do it, but sometimes people just need to hear somebody telling them that they can. It doesn't matter if that thing was a gift or it was inherited. This is your life and you deserve to be happy in your home. Without asking these questions first, all of these questions that come up with decluttering... Organizing is more difficult and it often exacerbates the issues because you didn't deal with the stuff problem. If you're like most people, you don't actually even like all of the stuff that's in your house. You probably just deal with it or make do with a good portion of it. Am I right? Look around. Look to your right. Look to your left. Do you love all of the stuff you're looking at or are they just things that you've had for years and you've just dealt with having them? Now, for me, I have found that until I actually get rid of something I don't like, it is nearly impossible for me to replace it. I am an underspender, but we will save that conversation for another time because that one deserves a lot more um, in-depth conversation about about this mindset of having to use things up and and uh, you know not really taking care of myself first. So we'll get there in another episode, and that's a good mindset one. But I want to circle back to the Home Edit show. I think the problem with the Netflix show is that it doesn't show the whole process. The Home Edits process consists of four parts. Edit, categorize, contain, and maintain.
1: Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. You are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.
2: Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back. With a whole new podcast about Unsticking It, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. Mm. So, join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks.
0: The problem is the show focuses only on the two middle parts. Categorize which is where they create zones for each of the functions within a room, and Contain is where they use so many of their clear organizers from the Container Store. Side note, yes, they have a partnership there, so at times the show feels like a giant advertisement. Okay, end rant. And they use these clear organizers to put all the stuff away in a visually appealing format. The parts missing from the show are the editing process and the systems used to maintain the space. So the big problem is that these are the parts where the majority of people struggle the most. It's just that those parts aren't flashy, exciting, or beautiful. There's a lot of work that goes into those parts. Although, you know, old organization shows like Clean Sweep, uh, sorry, am I dating myself, and Mission Organization, they tackled these parts. So it is possible to make them interesting and exciting if that's what you're going for. If you're actually looking to educate and help people instead of just entertain them. But I digress. You can't skip those parts, though. If you just make things pretty, you end up with a garage filled with storage items. This is where clutter becomes delayed decisions and it just starts to overwhelm us because we've put it off and put it off. And then all of a sudden we have these giant piles and stacks and they just feel it feels impossible to be able to get through them. So a good rule of thumb is if you've done this in the past, if it's not worth organizing, it's not worth keeping. And so that brings me to my last point of how minimalism ties into all of it. For me and my family, minimalism is not about having the least amount of things possible. So I'm sure you have seen minimalism tied to aesthetic. And yes, that is a design aesthetic where you have very few furniture pieces, stark white walls. Um, people talk about having to how they live with the least amount of things, 100 personal items or one plate per person. That is not the sort of minimalism I aspire to. We are a family of three, and we definitely have more than three plates. In fact, we have a set of eight, and I love that I can go an entire day without having to wash dinnerware, even though we eat three meals a day at home together. One of the silver linings of COVID. And we can have company over when we eventually get to that point again. For us, minimalism is about living intentionally and only having things that we need, want, and love in our home. Minimalism is the mindset piece that helps say goodbye to the stuff that no longer serves you, and the reminder that that is stuff's job. Stuff is supposed to make our lives easier, better, happier, and more beautiful. Stuff is not supposed to make us feel guilty or weigh us down, but that is what has happened over these last years where our consumption has gone through the roof and it's given rise to a whole new career path of professional organization. So to recap, let's look at the best way to piece the three of these together. The first is to start with our mindset and realize that our stuff is here to serve us, not the other way around. That's where minimalism and living intentionally belongs, first and foremost. I did a podcast episode, gosh, it was all the way back in episode 10. I can't believe it. Um, where we looked at a lot of these mindsets and it's called why we love our stuff and I'll link to it in the show notes so be sure to check it out it's actually one of my most popular episodes which doesn't really surprise me that mindset part is super important so step number one getting our mindset in order and that's where the minimalism part fits in the second is to use this mindset of letting go of things that don't serve us to help us declutter our belongings and the stuff that's filling up our home. So I, so many of my podcasts are about this, but, and I'll link to some of my favorite ones, but a lot of it is just looking then at the things. Okay, so once we have the correct mindset in the forefront of our mind and we're looking at the way stuff can help us going forward, Not keeping things in case we might need them, not keeping things because we feel guilty about getting rid of them, not keeping things just because they've always been there, that is a big one. But knowing how we're living our lives now, being honest about our current lifestyle, where we are, where we see our life going, and then being honest about the things we allow to stay in our home, that's step two. That's decluttering. That's asking yourself those hard questions but getting through it and it gets easier and easier every time you do it. And then the third step, only once those first two are complete, that's when it's time to organize the items and you can put them in the pretty bins and you can line them up in color order and you can, you know, you can zone out your house all day long because once you have less stuff, it's so much easier to organize it. If you organize clutter, it's still just clutter and it's not going to make your life better, I promise. So many people do these steps in reversed order, and that's really where we need to stop. So one, minimalism mindset, two, declutter, three, organize. Don't do it the other way around, all right? So that's it, now I wanna hear from you. How do you think organizing and declutter differ from each other? Do you agree with me? Do you think the order I have is right, or have you found another tactic that works better? come on over to the private Wannabe Minimalist Facebook community. Introduce yourself, share your thoughts. We'd love to have you, and the discussions over there are really fun. And I'm super excited to hear from you, be encouraging in any way I can. I want to help everybody just live their best lives, and I truly believe that is with less stuff because it allows us more happiness, more time, more time with our families, and just more joy. That group is totally free. You can find us by clicking on the link in the show notes, or you can search for us on Facebook under Wannabe Minimalist. And I want to meet you there. I want to hear about your journey. I want to just be a support for you in this crazy time and when um, we all just need, you know, people on our side. So that's what I want to be for you. And don't forget, if you'd like to get all of the show notes for today's episode, you can find it all at littlegreenbow.com slash 46. Once again, get all the show notes and links for everything. I talked about several podcast episodes. I'll link in there. I'll link my free download, which is the quick way to declutter and organize your home. And that'll be all at littlegreenbow.com forward slash the number 46. And before I go, I just want to say thank you for listening. I know you have a ton of options for what to listen to and your time is very limited, So it means a lot to me that you actually choose to spend some of your week with me. And um, I just I do really appreciate that. And I want to make you make sure you know that. But let me know what you enjoyed hearing from the show. If you had any big takeaways, feel free to tag me on Instagram stories so that I can see what you like the most. You can also subscribe to be notified of new episodes wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. And please leave me a review if you've enjoyed the show so that more people can find us. Those reviews really help people um, find us, help us show up in the search results, and um, it just really actually makes my day too. So if this helped you at all, I would love to hear how it did that. And that just about wraps it up for this episode of the Wanna Be Minimalist Show. Uh, be sure to join me next week. I'm actually going to have a fun spin on the show. I'm going to be sharing one of my guest podcast appearances on someone else's show. It's kind of like a reverse guest episode, but I'm the one being interviewed, so it'll be a lot of fun. Make sure you don't miss it. I'll see you next week.
2: Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be
3: such a fluster klux. You've come to the right place.